Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Art International with Chicago-based artist Cheryl Pope. Today, we've connected on Skype to talk about her recent performance of a work titled Up Against. The context was Auto Body, a performance-based exhibition of work by women artists that took place in late 2014 on Miami Beach. Inside a building that once held an auto body repair shop, Cheryl used only her head to knock down a field of 700 transparent water-filled balloons suspended from the ceiling. The performance called for a labor-intensive installation. To begin, Cheryl and a team of assistants hung 700 white-painted chains from a ceiling grid apparatus. All the same length, the chains were aligned in perfect rows to create a rectangle. To each of these chains, they attached one of the balloons that Cheryl had filled with water. Hanging at head height, the shapes would float just above her shoulders. So there's this beautiful, minimal, yet organic feeling to the, the simplicity of the materials, the geometry of this rectangular structure that's just sort of hovering in space. Cheryl was nervous. The weather and the amount of water in each balloon had to be carefully calculated. The filling and suspension of the balloons was time sensitive. The installation had to be completed no more than 48 hours before the performance. How did you choose the amount of water in each balloon? It needs to be half filled or higher in order for the tension and the weight of the piece to really exist. It's, it's quick, it's demanding. This was not the first time Cheryl had performed the work. I did it four times until I got the video perfect in a different context. And then I performed it once live in Julia Navarro's project space in uh, Long Island City. The performance is truly a boxing match. Cheryl Pope up against the balloons. I just start moving in between the balloons. So you start to hear the chains. So the chains kind of start to move and you start to hear the water agitating. And so you first just see this figure that's kind of combing through this space, not in a sense of destination or direction, but more of a searching or a wandering through, almost as if looking for something like in a field, but just kind of traversing through this space. And then people started to notice and started to, you know, come to, to, to circle around it. When I start performing, it's um, you know, starting to move kind of side to side and beginning to agitate those balloons. And then the whole piece starts to kind of activate. So it's very responsive. So it almost starts to come alive. As those balloons break, you know, we hear this burst, they fall onto the floor and the water sprays out. As the balloons burst, Water begins to carve a perimeter around the performance space and creates a gorgeous reflecting pool. Once the water is on the floor, there's a, this beautiful transition that happens where at the beginning of the piece, you know, the visuals of my face are completely covered. 
But once the water splashes onto the floor, it gives us this gorgeous reflection up into the inside of the installation. So the viewer can then basically sort of watch in the in the water on the ground where they can see up into that space. So there's this duality of happening of sort of this gaze into the internal through that reflection on the floor. When I first performed the piece live in Long Island City, I did not knock down all of the balloons. It was more kind of carving a space and it was it was a longer performance. And then with this piece, I did knock down the balloons. You know, I don't determine that before I do the performance, but it was something that when I was in that space, this time it felt like that's, that's what needed to happen. That's what the work was asking for. What was your sense of the spectators? It had a little bit more of like a, of a, of a sporting event feeling than other performances that I have. I think because there was a riser that some could sit on. So it had a little bit of this sort of like people on the floor, people sitting on the riser and the people standing. So we had this tier that was almost like a stadium like, you know, and there was a little bit of response orally when like if there was a, a balloon that smacked me hard where they would kind of their, their body would feel that impact as well. How did you feel after the performance? Exhilarated or just exhausted what emotions and physical uh, reaction do you have when you perform this piece for whatever reason every time I'm done performing I cry for a bit and it's there's something of of that completion Um, I think a lot of times with like the the physicality of the installation and then entering into that specific space of performance and energy and in this case the actual performance was less demanding on the body than the first time I did it. I think because since then, I actually started boxing. So I'm almost in my third year of boxing, and so I'm hit on the head a lot. I was hesitant to do it again because last time it really, it really took a toll on my, on my body. But yeah, this, this time it, it, I felt much stronger with it. Cheryl's sense of performance aesthetics goes back years to an awareness grounded in her experience with horses. When I was younger, I would I competed in horseback riding. So there was much where I, I kind of began to understand the power of performance and in display in the body. And in that case, it was the body in relationship to the horse. In, in demonstrating, um, it, was, it was American Quarter Horse Association competitions that that I participated in, and where aesthetics were really important. So it was the position of the horse, the speed of the horse, the aesthetics of me as the rider, what I was wearing, how I was riding, how I was presenting myself, and I think that started that initial connection to, and not to in any sense, to the audience or to to being observed per se, but more to the way that I felt what, within that contextual shift, that there was something different the moment I stepped into that arena that asked something different of me that I had that, could, that just sort of automatically turned on. This highly physical performance explores an emotional space. It uses the physicality and the, um, the, 
the body actions that uh, emerge out of the athletics, but it connects with the internal psychological space that's explored within the private. In the way she styles the work, Cheryl provokes a sense of ambiguity and spectators are central to this dynamic. You can't tell if I'm a boy or a girl or um, what nationality exactly I am. And for me, that image feels successful in terms of that queer space. And with this piece, I want it to be, you're not certain. So it, like in the, in the video, it was great because I would have, when it was exhibited at uh, the Schoolyard Institute, some of my students would immediately start talking about it as if it was a boy. So what specifics were needed to, to identify the gender within the piece? Um, I think about my hair very specifically for the piece um, and the way that it's cut to kind of facilitate that queer space that I want to have happen. So in this piece, it's, I want the space in between. Yeah. I'm Kathy Bird, and this is Fresh Art International with Chicago-based artist Cheryl Pope. To learn more, visit freshartinternational.com. If you like this episode, please let us know on Instagram or Twitter at freshartintl. Help us grow by rating and reviewing Fresh Art International on iTunes. You'll find us anywhere you go for podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.